0: I've never seen a diamond in a flesh oh, I cut my teeth on wedding rings In the movies, movies. And I'm not proud of my address
1: oh,
0: oh, 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 oh. But every song's like gold teeth Grey goose trippin' in the bathroom Bloodstains, ball gowns, trash in the hotel room yeah. We are caught up in your love affair And we'll never be royal. Royal. Good evening Crypt Keepers and welcome to tonight's episode of Crypty I'm joined as always by a man who's all about Maybach, Chris Dial, diamonds in his
1: timepiece And of course, tigers on a gold leash Ryan, what's up? <laughs> I'm trying to think of what you're referencing and I think it's the Lord song, right? You are correct, sir Tell them what they need to know. Subscribe, like, follow, tell a friend, check out MovieHow, and follow us on social media like Twitter, Instagram, Gab, Truth Social, Float, and whatever else. So, what are we talking about tonight? We are talking about
0: royal family conspiracy theories. Because as we know, the lovely, perfect, wonderful, saintly queen has just recently passed, God rest her soul. But let's get into it. The first one is pretty awesome. Let's rock, rock. Meghan Markle is a robot. A video circulated showing Meghan Markle and Prince Harry in the audience of the Britain's Got Talent finale, in which the Duchess of Sussex does not blink or show facial expressions at all. Bazaar.com unpacked and dissected this conspiracy theory and the Twitter firestorm that accompanied it. In truth, the Meghan and Harry in the video were actually two audience members wearing masks of the royal couple in an effort to promote Madame Tussauds' new live figures exhibit. And yes, this video is very obviously people wearing masks, but it doesn't mean she's not a robot. And no doubt, if Meghan Markle was a robot, Japanese businessmen would be lining up around the block to buy a copy. What's next?
1: A surrogate gave birth to Princess Charlotte. Some theorists and gossip magazines claim that Kate must have used a surrogate because she looked too good leaving the hospital to have just delivered a baby herself.
0: I honestly really don't give a shit, but it wouldn't surprise me. But apparently you have to get an evaluation of fertility... Before you're allowed to marry royalty. You have to be reptile compatible. Because who cares about unconditional love when it comes to the royals, right? You have to be able to have a baby to pass the throne down to. Otherwise, who knows what would happen. The, the world would start spinning backwards if they couldn't keep all the power within the family. Yeah. And, you know, I looked at pictures, sure. I, I mean, she looks good. But, I, I mean, if you have a chef at your beck and call, you have, and I know she's not hitting the treadmill after giving birth, but you have the best of everything, the very best, it's going to be a lot easier to look good. You know, you have uh, professional makeup artists that come in and do your hair and makeup before you leave the hospital and uh, who knows she could have been wearing a girdle I think that's still in style over there mm. so
1: I don't know I mean could be Yeah, I mean it makes sense she would have been like prepared for the press when she was leaving right because there's definitely going to be paparazzi
0: yeah, absolutely and I, I don't know paparazzi are kind of weirdos to me but Mm-hmm. Whatever. Anyway, next up, Prince Harry and Prince Harry married Meghan Markle to gain control over America. American writer and political critic Greg Polowitz tweeted: "I'm not. I don't know if I'm saying that right, so I apologize." Greg uh, tweeted a theory about revered royal marriage. Prince Harry's kids will be Americans. What if one grows up to be president and is in line for the throne at the same time? Brits are playing long ball here, but it's a smart move. They want America back, and this is how they'll do it. So the tweet was apparently a joke, right? Like he came out later and was like, oh, it was just, you know, I was just being silly or whatever. But maybe the royal family got to him. Either way, (laughs) it's unlikely that Americans would elect a royal Brit as president if you still have any faith in elections as we all know mark twain said if voting mattered they wouldn't let us do it or something along those lines yeah or is that where the antichrist takes his throne or hers or them (sighs) never know never know where it's coming from
1: all right what's next prince charles is a vampire Some genealogy records state that Prince Charles is a descendant of a 15th century Romanian prince, Vlad the Impaler, the man who inspired Bram Stoker's 1897 novel Dracula. Vlad the Impaler is famous for impaling so many men on stakes and poles that their bodies covered an entire mountainside. Charles jokingly boasted that his apparent relationship to Vlad gives him a claim to Transylvania
0: ow there's that dry british wit we hear about so much but was he joking who knows we could see a british leadership in romania at some point it wouldn't surprise me if that was a ploy to take it take the country but (laughs) i don't know in any case judging by his looks vampire was a bad decision
1: yeah, he kind of looks like, if anything, like the Nosferatu vampire, not not the Dracula yeah. one. Like right. Dracula is very suave, Nosferatu looks like well, looks like Prince Charles. <laughs> <laughs> dude, he looks like
0: uh, in in one of the pictures I was looking up. He he looks like fucking Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Like, you, you really want this dude to be your king for real? Hmm. I
1: don't
0: know. But uh, are vampires cannibals? And they just feed on blood? What do you think? I don't know. I
1: mean, I've never heard that discussed. It doesn't help. No. Actually, I've never thought about it like that. I would assume not, because vampires are kind of a separate creature. But... Oh, yeah. Queen Elizabeth II may be a cannibal. <gasps> Tell us about it. <laughs> One philosopher tried to figure out how the queen maintained her unrelenting youthful energy. The explanation... She must have human flesh and blood running through her body. One of the people who claim that the queen is a cannibal is Hubert Humdinger, which is a fantastic name. (laughs) A cultural philosopher who says that the energy the queen shows at the age of 96 is not human. He also believes that the human muscles have immense spiritual power, and in the case of the queen, she gets her liveliness and her cheery attitude by eating human flesh. The reality is the queen's ancestors did use human body parts in some of their remedies, and it was a usual practice until the 18th century. Old
0: habits die hard. <laughs> and we know about the adrenochrome conspiracy, where basically, it will go into this on a different show, but basically these beasts do something to scare and traumatize children, which gets a release of a chemical called adrenochrome in their blood. And then they drink that blood or eat that part of the body or whatever. And they take in the adrenochrome and that's what keeps them young. So Mm. she's no Betty White, but you know, she lived for a long time. So (laughs) the queen sacrificed children in her satanic rituals After the rumors of the Queen's involvement in the disappearance of 12 Canadian children, more conspiracy theories followed. People started saying things like the Queen and Philip sacrificed children in some satanic ritual and drank their blood, or that they both took the children to picnic in 1964 to ritually offer them. And there's a great video of a kid who is meeting the Queen and he just is pissed and terrified and just hates her so good instincts but the (laughs) british the british believe these allegations were only made because of the british crown's controversial policies towards the indigenous people of the commonwealth games and the expulsion of the inuit people from quebec to the high arctic regions uh Definitely people we should all look up to and admire for their grace and how they put dignity and justice above all else. So, in England, if they don't like brown-skinned people and have sex with their cousins, they're royalty. Here in the States, that's just called Alabama. Just kidding, Alabama. Cryptic loves Alabama, and I'm sure people say the same thing about Missouri, but... (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think there's a lot of shady shit that happens anywhere I really don't I don't know I mean I just really don't understand Putting the royal family on this pedestal When they don't have much of an active role in anything anymore
0: Yeah But yeah. Well yeah and we'll get to that I mean it makes no sense to Americans But tell us about Queen Elizabeth
1: I Well that ain't no woman It's a man, man. (laughs) According to this kid... Sorry, all I could think of as soon as I was looking at this was uh, Austin Powers. According to this conspiracy theory, as a child, young Lady Elizabeth fell ill and died while playing at her family's lodge in Bisley, England, just hours before her father, King Henry VIII, was scheduled to pay a visit. Fearful that the king would behead them, the servants dressed a neighborhood boy as young Elizabeth herself, People say the boy grew up continuing the charade and that Queen Elizabeth's wardrobe and pledge to virginity during her reign were all tools to hide her true identity as a farm boy.
0: Well, is it charade? I mean, since we're talking about uh, England, do we have to say charade? Charade. Charade, charade however they say it. I don't know. I'd rather be a farm boy than a queen. I know that. And the only queen I look up to is the band. I anyway, you
1: were going to say Latifah.
0: <laughs> no but she but like it's just funny you know so she's like some 50 year old woman and then they come out with the show it's like the enforcer or something like that and she's like some badass chick that just beats the shit out of like 25 year old hardened criminal men that you know have spent the last 5 years in prison and they get out and she just beats their asses which I think is hilarious <laughs> I mean wow. Yeah. You know, it it is TV, and and we do have to suspend our disbelief a little bit. But I would be more likely to believe that the first Queen Elizabeth was a man than to believe that Queen Latifah is doing all this shit. But anyway. (laughs) So let's talk about Charles and Diana and their secret daughter they had. Well, they didn't have, but a secret daughter that was... uh, obtained through in vitro fertilization. Hmm. Some theorists believe that Charles and Diana had a daughter before William and that she is named Sarah and lives incognito in a small New England town. The rumor states that before Diana could marry Charles, the queen ordered her to undergo that fertility test we were talking about to verify that she could have children. During the test, her eggs were fertilized, and the doctor secretly stole the embryo and implanted it into his wife. Now, I, I don't think that a fertility test would require someone to actually have an egg fertilized and tested.
1: I don't think so. Uh, Kim's been to a fertility clinic before, mm-hmm. and they just do like blood tests and urine tests, as far as I'm aware. That's what I thought. I mean,
0: from what I understand, like, I mean, I've seen ads out there where they're like, oh, help a family, you know, donate an egg or whatever. And, you know, they're like, oh, we'll give you $50,000 or whatever it is. But it's it's an extremely high amount. And I understand that technically you're kind of giving away some of your DNA. But from what I understand, it's a pretty horrific process it's it's not like oh we just you know remove an egg and it's just you know you roll in at 9 in the morning and you're out by lunch I, I think it's a very very invasive and painful and difficult procedure but i don't know it wouldn't surprise me there's a lot of stories about ivf doctors doing weird stuff like that and you know people are crazy they do weird things for no reason but I don't understand why this doctor would do that except to say, oh, I've got a, you know, a child with royal blood. It's not like the royal family is going to be like, oh, OK, well, yeah, she should be in line for the throne. They're probably right. going to kill that guy. So,
1: Right, right. Yeah, it sounds like a plot to like an episode of Smallville or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Next up, Queen Elizabeth II is an extraterrestrial reptile. Conspiracy theorist and former BBC sports reporter David Icke claims that certain members of the elite, like Queen Elizabeth II, are Anunnaki, a band of reptile humanoids. And the Anunnaki are very, very interesting. Uh, They basically were the sky people of ancient Mesopotamia. And a lot of people have theories that uh, these are the ones that gave us the gifts of... Mathematics and science and astronomy and stuff like that, and that they, I, I guess, altered DNA to create modern humans, and also that they created a lot of hybrid species, which is where the Egyptian gods get some of their images. You know, a, a human body and a frog head, or a you know a falcon head, or whatever, but the lizard people are world leaders and public figures and they are responsible he claims for 9/11 and the holocaust so i don't take the lizard people thing as uh, literal i think when i think of these people i do think of them as lizard people but just because they're awful people that have no emotion and you know have no concept of empathy or regret It's just a basic, you know, kill or be killed, eat or be eaten type mindset. But in a BBC interview captioned, Lizards in Buckingham Palace, Ike claims his theories are backed up by hard and factual information. And in my search, I could not find any hard or factual information. But it's an interesting theory. And I'm not saying it's 100% true, but it would explain a lot. And the Queen's mantra, never complain, never explain. And that just kind of sums it up for me. Like, yeah, don't complain. That's fine. But never explain. You would only, I mean, that sounds like something your defense attorney would tell you. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: yeah, it's on Better Call Saul's. Like the business calls <laughs> for that guy. Right. Exactly. Prince Harry is not Prince Charles' son. Some speculate that Prince Harry is actually the son of James Hewitt. Diana and James both admitted to having a five-year affair during Diana and Charles' marriage. Boom. James is a redhead like Harry. Charles is not. Cosmopolitan placed parallel photos of Harry and James alongside each other, and they do look a lot alike. Harry probably gets his looks from Princess Diana's brother, Charles Spencer. Sorry, Harry. Your dad's a douche.
0: <laughs> but he does he does look a lot like uh, Diana's brother but he does look a lot like uh james hewitt yeah Yeah. they look a lot alike and you know everybody loves diana and and she was the you know people's queen or the people's princess or whatever but you know Mm -hmm. she kind of got around (laughs) this is interesting queen elizabeth the first the virgin queen was not a virgin so we talked about her possibly being a man earlier, or the conspiracy that she was a man, and that would be a good cover to, you know, cover up your gender or sex or you know whatever the term is these days uh, to to just never you know reveal your nudity in at all. So you know, obviously, if she was a man. She's not going to be able to have a heir to the throne. She's not going to be able to get pregnant. Right. So saying I'm going to be a virgin, I will never be with anybody would be a great way to cover that up. But rumors about a sexual relationship between Queen Elizabeth and her childhood friend Dudley ran rampant around England during Elizabeth's reign. Elizabeth apparently appointed Dudley as... Master of the Horse. Which meant they would have daily contact. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's quite a title. No high school nicknames or band name jokes here, but Master of the
1: Horse. Fine. <sighs> yes,
0: yeah, so Someone could, uh, could read into that. But we always do high school nickname jokes, so we need to cut it out here. Master of the Horse, though, that's... Uh, Whatever. <laughs> King Edward VII's son was Jack the Ripper. Some scholars claim Prince Albert Victor, grandson of Queen Victoria and son of King Edward Seventh, was Jack the Ripper. Do you know what a Prince Albert ring is?
1: No. Oh, God, yes, no, I do.
0: I'm pretty sure it's a ring yeah. that goes, like, in your penis hole yep. and then out. Uh I don't know how it became the Prince Albert ring, but it's, it's interesting,
1: dude. Oh, how could somebody do that? No, I remember, I remember a kid in high school said that he, he he was like, oh, do you want to see this new period? He kept asking people. And I had heard that he was like showing people his junk.
0: Mm. So you sought him out
1: immediately. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He was like, hey, you guys want to check this out? And like, I was like, absolutely not. And just walked away. But I think, I think he got a couple people. That oh, kind of thing gosh. would be, like, really bad today. I mean, it wasn't great then, but it's, like, that kid would have been expelled if people found out. Oh, yeah. He was just walking around trying to show people his stuff. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, maybe they should have called it a Queen Elizabeth the First ring.
1: Yeah. I don't even know if he actually had any kind of piercing or if he was just literally using it to flash people.
0: Oh, God. You know, the, the people that do piercings are little bit different than me i I could i I couldn't give a good tattoo but i could do a tattoo on somebody um Mm -hmm. couldn't do that couldn't do that no way oh it gives me the heebie-jeebies just thinking about it (laughs) why'd i why'd i bring that up what the hell is wrong with me let's move on jack the ripper's victims were often impoverished female prostitutes and writers and researchers continue to investigate his identity possibly the most well-known serial killer of all time. He had like five or seven victims or something like that. But, yeah, why not? Some suspect Prince Albert Victor committed the murders in sporadic illness induced bouts of violence. Now, I guess mental illness could make you do something, but um, I don't know. There's a lot of evidence that points to Jack the Ripper being wealthy, Uh, They found grapes, I think, at at one of the crime scenes, and those were, you know, extremely expensive in his time. It's not something, you know, like, if you want a cheap fruit, just go to the grocery store and you can get, like, six bananas for 92 cents, even in this economy. But back then, grapes were only for the wealthy. But... It would be more believable if body parts were taken from the victims and not returned. We know that one of the body parts, uh, maybe maybe two or, or a couple, were taken and then like mailed to the police or something. But um, they weren't taken and consumed. And you know, we know the royals need that human meat, so he probably would have taken the body parts had he been Jack the Ripper. But that's that's just my conspiracy theory on it but uh, a lot of people think he was h.h H. holmes too mm, yeah. so if you don't know who h.h H. holmes is look it up uh, it's it's a very very interesting story and even though this is a conspiracy theory paranormal hidden history forbidden knowledge type show we might do a h.h H. holmes episode at some point in our podcast history but tell us more about queen elizabeth the first
1: uh some people think that she wrote Shakespeare's plays. Mm. Yet, I will try before the last. Before my body, I throw my warlike shield. Lay on Macduff, and damned me if the first cries, Hold enough. Unlike most women at the time, Queen Elizabeth received a formal, extensive education, and some claim her insider understanding of royal life meant she could have written the plays created by Shakespeare. Now, what I've heard is that uh, Sir Francis Bacon yes. wrote. There's a lot of, not necessarily evidence, but strange coincidences mm-hmm. or little things that are hidden. I know that, like, uh, God, there's some quote about, like, Athena shaking her spear at ignorance or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was one of the, you know, the the mythological figures that bacon was super into was like really you know interested in and they think that the whole name of shakespeare was made up and uh-huh. any person who was ever met as shakespeare was uh like a peasant or somebody who was just hired to play this part you know kind of like uh almost like bubba hotep alvis <laughs> finds an impersonator and just switches places with him. he's like hey you're just gonna you're just gonna be me now in public because i don't want to do this anymore <laughs> Sign for Act Your soul sucking days are over, amigo. Never
0: fuck with the king. That's crazy. I mean, I don't know why. I don't know much about Shakespeare, but
1: I were his plays famous in his day? I believe they were. Uh, and one of the weird, one of the weirdest things, like that, kind of makes me think that it okay so something i've been told is that shakespeare's plays contained a lot of very specific like historical and sometimes i think like geographical uh information that Mm -hmm. would not have been easy to come across back then unless you were really well educated Mm -hmm. and his stuff had like no mistakes in it he was always right about the way you know, whatever it was that he was describing in his plays, that's how it really worked, that's where stuff really was, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other part of it is Shakespeare just made up a lot of words. Hmm. We'll start off with swagger. Number nine, bedazzled. The phrase dead as a doornail first appeared in Henry the VI Part Two. Interesting. Yeah, it could be that he, I mean, just researched. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, information was difficult to come across, but it wasn't impossible. Right. I mean, people do extensive research. I mean, you do way more research than I do for this show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's not like we just jump into it completely unprepared.
0: Right. Right.
1: So he would have done something, but and then yeah, the making up your own words thing kind of, you know, hints at like a creative person who doesn't have that super, you know, extensive ex- expensive education.
0: Yeah. The next one. Diana feared Prince Charles was arranging a fatal car accident to kill her.
1: Hey, my name is Ryan. And I'm pretty sure I'm Joe. And we are the hosts of Movie Howl, a podcast all about movies and pop culture. We're two buddies who talk about this stuff anyway and wanted to share our own madness with all of you. Yeah, we have these discussions anyway and rant and rave about movies, TV, and pop culture in general, so why not share it? The objective of Movie Howl is to bring you reviews and discussions of flops to avoid, new stuff to see, and hidden gems that might end up being your new favorite. Whether you're looking for that perfect movie for Friday night or wondering if anybody else found Mr. Nobody as unsettling as you did, I'm sure there's something for everyone to enjoy, and if not, let us know and we can always learn and improve. Ah, boy, do we have room to improve. You can listen to Movie How on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, and pretty much anywhere else find podcasts are curated.
0: Diana feared Prince Charles was arranging a fatal car accident to kill her. A letter from Diana to former butler Paul Burrell apparently implies that Diana suspected her husband was planning to kill her with the quote, uh, these are quotes from the alleged letter penned by Diana. She was going to be killed by her husband by a quote, accident in my car, with brake failure and serious head injury so that he could marry someone else. She wrote the letter 10 months before she died in the Paris car crash. Several news sources have released photos of the handwritten letter. Yes, it does say, quote, my husband is planning an accident in my car. People claim, however, that Burl likely forged the letter himself. So did he make any money off the letter? Do tabloids pay good money for royal gossip? Oh,
1: I bet they do. I bet they do, yeah. I remember. I mean, I'm sure you do, too. We're old enough to have been around for a lot of this stuff. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: back then, a lot of this news came from, like, just the regular non-24-hour news that was on Antenna TV. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you go to, like, Deerberg's and you mm-hmm. see it on the tabloids. I remember seeing it on tabloids for like months. Yeah. At the checkout a line at the grocery store. So that was, that was big business back then. <laughs> so there actually is a pretty decent incentive to forge a letter like that and try to sell it.
0: Absolutely. And I never heard, I couldn't find anything anyway on handwriting analysis. And in my opinion, handwriting analysis is borderline pseudoscience, kind of along the lines of uh, like ballistic forensics. Um, Mm. You know, you can watch any of these shows, uh, you know, true crime shows, and they'll be like, oh, this bullet is a match. And then they'll show each slug next to each other and say, oh, see how it matches up? And and like 90% of the time, I'm like, no, I, I don't see how it matches up. It doesn't seem to match up very well at all, honestly. I understand that, you know, if you have a, a certain type of firearm, the hammer may strike the uh, primer mm. uh, in the same spot every time. So it may be, you know, a half a millimeter off center. And you could compare the shell casings, but I don't think any of it's 100%. And I couldn't find anything about handwriting analysis, but you would think, boom in that time anyway, and I think it was 96, something like that, something um, like that. Would, have, uh, would have been done. But I don't know. What's
1: next? Princess Diana was pregnant when she died. Mohammed Al-Fayed, father of Dodi Al-Fayed, Diana's boyfriend at the time of her death, claims that Diana was pregnant with Dodi's child. Muhammad Al-Fayed is an Egyptian Muslim and claims that the Windsors found that problematic, arranging Diana's death to cover up the pregnancy, which is a shocker to nobody because this is the theory that's been around basically since it happened.
0: Right. So Diana was embalmed before the autopsy. Nothing to see here. Um, I've never heard of that, but, you know, they do things their own way everything Mm -hmm. you know not to be graphic but internal organs could have been removed rearranged and disposed of however the royal family wanted it maybe they ate them (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and they didn't do a blood test so a blood test would have shown if she was pregnant or if she had alcohol in her system that would have kind of you know, shown that she wasn't pregnant or at least that she didn't know she was because obviously she wouldn't have been drinking alcohol had she known she was
1: pregnant. Right, right. The queen was behind the killing of Diana. I'm I'm seeing a pattern here. This is perhaps the most far-reaching modern conspiracy theory about the British monarchs and concerns the death of the most adored member of the royal family, Princess Diana, the people's princess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which... Did, did I ever have you watch the uh, Rex Velvet video on YouTube? I don't think so, but that's a great name, too. It is good. There's um, Phoenix Jones, the, the real-life superhero in uh, Seattle. Oh, yeah. Come, of Luke Ducey talk to the self-appointed crusader, Phoenix Jones
0: phoenix jones calls himself a crime fighter he's the man who dresses up and patrols the streets at night
1: i endanger my life with a reason and a purpose but a man held him at gunpoint saturday night while another kicked him and broke his nose this guy released a video like it's totally a satirical thing but he's rex velvet and he's calling out phoenix jones and the rain city superhero movement and he calls himself the people's villain that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) it's a really good video and i've actually seen a couple places where people have called like i you know i used to work with people from seattle and and, you know they used to send me to seattle all the time and i actually met people who knew this guy Mm -hmm. they're like yeah it's just a total joke he just did it for grins like i think it might have even been something for like a college project but i saw news organizations that would pull that video up as like oh this guy claims to be the people's villain and he's criticizing this this superhero thing but anyway the people villain is great uh <laughs> it's a great title. I' can just hear the, yeah, I can just hear the Rex velvet music now
0: My dear city I can recall a time when I could leave this lair and conduct my duties proudly and without distraction but now he's out there along with his
1: silly gang of misfit power rangers disturbing the peace.
0: (laughs) The Rain City superhero movement must disintegrate.
1: For far too long we've watched as our nation buys into its childish charade, and it's run its course. You won't find me hiding my identity, Jones. My name is Rex Velvet, the people's villain, if you will. Lady Diana married Prince Charles in 1981 to become Princess Diana. She was cherished by the subjects of the crown. Diana's life ended disastrously after Diana and Prince Charles parted ways in 1996. Diana died in a car accident on the 31st of August, 1997, so we were a year off. Mm -hmm. The International Investigations agencies which investigated the accident, concluded that Diana and her boyfriend, Dodi Fayed, died because of the injuries that were caused by the tragic drunk driving accident. The conspiracies started emerging soon after Diana's death, and her death was labeled as an assassination, where some blame Prince Philip and Prince Charles. Others even went as far as blaming the Queen. The explanation that these conspiracy theorists give is that the royals or the Queen killed Diana because they didn't want Diana to marry a Muslim and give birth to a Muslim child. Isn't Islam a religion? Mm Mm-hmm. Are you born a religion?
0: Uh, well, not necessarily, but... I, mean, I guess
1: coming from that background is a problem for them.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, they they hate Catholics. Uh, mm-hmm. They hate brown people, any kind of brown. doesn't matter. Irish. If they you're, hate Irish. Yeah, they, they hate the Irish. If And this is the monarchy. This is not the British people. The British people are awesome, love the British people. They're great. It, none of this is any stain on them. This Uh is, we're strictly criticizing the monarchy.
1: Right. These theories made sense to some because the incident happened very soon after Diana's divorce and because of her letter in which she speculated her life might be in danger. Although the initial French investigation found that Diana's death was the result of an accident, several conspiracy theories have been raised. Since February of 1998, Fayed's father, Mohamed al fayed his claim that the crash was a result of a conspiracy and later contended that the crash was orchestrated by MI6 on the instructions of the royal family. His claims were dismissed by a French judicial investigation by Operation Paget, I, if this I, is I, French. Well, no, the,
0: um, Operation Paget, I think is what it's called, was actually the name of the investigation that mm-hmm. the British... Police
1: did. And we'll talk about the kind of strangeness of that in a minute. Okay. On the 7th of April 2008, Lord Justice Baker's inquest into the deaths of Diana and Fayed ended with the jury concluding that they were victims of an unlawful killing by Henry Paul and the drivers of the following vehicles. Additional factors were the impairment of the judgment of the driver of the Mercedes through alcohol and the death of the deceased was caused or contributed to by the fact that the deceased was not wearing a seatbelt, the fact that the Mercedes struck the pillar in the Alma Tunnel rather than colliding with something else.
0: And I don't see how that's any kind of evidence. I mean, there were 10 security cameras in the tunnel, and you guessed it. None of them worked. None of them. Out of 10, none of them worked. And I realized this was you know, what do we say, 1997. Right. And, it, it, you know, it's just so frustrating that there's security cameras everywhere. And whenever there's a crime, none of them work, especially when it comes to royalty. And I think it's interesting that the, quote, investigation was titled Operation Paget. Why would it be an operation? Sounds like a psyop to me. Hmm. <laughs> We've seen claims of racism made by the alleged robot, right? And they wouldn't let Inuit people participate in the Commonwealth Games. Do we really think they'd allow a non-white Muslim to be half brother or sister to a future king? This one's for real,
1: Crypt keepers. It's for real. Final thoughts. I don't know. I don't know what I'm what I'm thinking about right now. Like I, I actually buy. I don't know, I could buy that it's a conspiracy, the whole killing of Diana thing. Mm -hmm. Particularly the camera problem makes it very suspicious. Right.
0: I mean... These are not cameras that are on the outside of a 7-Eleven. You know what I mean? These are government cameras.
1: Right. I mean, this is... uh, It's like Occam's Razor a little bit. You know, the Mm. explanation requiring the least number of assumptions Mm -hmm. is usually right. So we have to assume that we have to make essentially ten assumptions, that all ten of these cameras quit working spontaneously. Yeah. All at the same time. Or, you know, it was kind of publicly known that the royal family wasn't pleased with her, so that's not an assumption you have to make. The only assumption you have to have is that they orchestrated it. Right. So, I don't know. And then the other thing that I'm still confused about is, uh, oh, what is it, The Meghan Markle and her husband... Like, the whole... I don't know. Just so many people have different theories. The royal family hates Meghan Markle for whatever reason.
0: Well, I think she's, you know, got some
1: African-American blood in her. Yeah, yeah. But she... I don't know. I really liked her on Suits. Okay. Right? Yeah, Suits. The, the, it was, like, a legal show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was great in that. So, I don't know. I have, like, a positive view of her because I just liked her character. But that doesn't mean anything because there are very likable characters played by despicable actors yeah so i don't know if she's you know there's a lot of like claims that you know britain's so terrible and whatever but they're just totally riding on their fame from being part of the royal family now yeah and it seems like i don't know it seems like they're doing a lot wrong to try to play the victim mm-hmm. while still being supported by the royal family yeah but at the same time it's <sighs> it's so hard to tell what's true and what's not mm-hmm. um i was listening yesterday to an a episode of freakonomics i think i think they were interviewing roland fryer is his name he's a he's a black professor from harvard like he grew up apparently grew up uh not necessarily poor but like very modest mm-hmm and went to Harvard and didn't realize, like he was talking about that he didn't realize that he didn't have money growing up until he realized that like, oh, we don't summer places, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, that's a Harvard thing. Mm-hmm. To, to just like fuck off for a couple months and go stay somewhere else. Uh, but he does research into, like he says that his his goal is to help like black communities, mm-hmm. like disadvantaged people. Mm-hmm. But he was talking about, you know, that, that when you... Um, look at, like, diversity and inclusion,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, there are certain things that you can control for. He was saying, you know, if it, he was saying that in one study they had, like, 15 states' data on police encounters that ended in violence or not, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He was saying that it looks like a black person is 50% more likely to have some kind of force used against them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He said that once you start controlling for things like the type of, of interaction it was, like was it just a traffic stop? Uh-huh. Was it a response to a 911 call? Was it like some kind of robbery or crime in progress? Like once you're comparing like instances, right, that amount goes down. Yeah. He said it still appears that a black person is 20% more likely to have force used against them, but he said that that difference almost completely goes away when you talk about lethal force. Mm -hmm. And he was saying that when he was looking to publish this paper, uh, his colleagues were telling him not to do it. Mm. Well, they were telling him to publish the portion of it that says that a black person is 20% more likely to have some kind of force used against them, but to leave out the part that says that that difference is negligible when it comes to lethal force. Of course.
0: Controlling the information.
1: Right, yeah. He was like, well... He's like, well, now that you've said that, I'm definitely going to publish the truth. Like, Good for
0: him. <laughs> what was, this, what
1: was his name again? Roland Fryer, I believe. Let me let me Google it real quick and make sure I've got the right guy. It was really really interesting. Good for him. That's yeah, he was talking awesome. about yeah, Roland G. Fryer Jr. But yeah, he he just had some really interesting stuff to talk about. Like like another one, just quickly, was he said that he was hired by a hospital network. As, like, a consultant, they were looking at, you know, a 33% difference in pay for men and women. Uh-huh. But when he looked at their data, they were comparing everyone. Yeah. Like, there were doctors, nurses, like, every function was in there. So, again, once he took it out to, like, doctors or compared to doctors, nurses to yeah. nurses, stuff like that, the variance went from, like, 33 to, like, 9%-ish.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then they wanted to... It seemed like he was saying that they wanted to put into place, like, programs that would somehow pay women more, just just pay women more. Mm-hmm. But what they wanted to do was talk to them and find out what was going on, because when they adjusted for the number of hours worked, they just found men were working more hours, and that was about it. That explained most of the variation. Yeah. And just like a quick survey, like, hey, what would you like? Women were like, we would like hours starting a little bit later in the day. Once uh-huh. they implemented a change in the shifts, most of the variants went away. But it's, like, it's so wild to think that Collecting data, talking to people, and like getting evidence to create a plan is controversial. Right. The ready, fire, aim approach is like the default.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous and everybody knows you can lie with statistics. Bill Gates did an interview with a book on his desk that was titled Lying with Statistics. You can, I mean, it's very rudimentary but simple. Of the people that are addicted to cocaine, 99% of them, plus 99.9, whatever, have tried Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola leads to cocaine addiction. Uh, I mean... Right.
1: Right. Yeah, it's an important thing in statistics. And, you know, when I was teaching that stuff as a grad assistant, it was like, yeah, remember, correlation doesn't mean causation. Right there are all kinds of weird explanations you know the the a correlation might just be because of where you live right right you're likely to try coca-cola because you live in atlanta right right (laughs) you're not
0: likely to get eaten by a shark because you live in st louis (laughs) so yeah i mean a hundred percent of the people that have been attacked by sharks were in water i mean Mm -hmm. it's I, I see what you're getting at, but yeah, that's, I mean, it makes any kind of investigation hard, but I don't understand why anyone in America cares about royalty anyway. I mean, your dad and your cousin had sex, get over it. People are not special by birth, people are special by showing empathy, responsibility, love, kindness, compassion, talent, getting up when you've been knocked down, and so many other things. In my opinion, the royal family is a group of racist cousin fuckers that, like so many other things we see today, care about image and image alone. They're like the virtue signalers you see everywhere. Ukrainian flags in their yard, made in China, Russia's ally. The I voted stickers that show how very special you are for doing your civic duty. The people that drive alone in their car with a mask on showing everyone just how neutered they really are. The parents on daytime TV that seek attention for providing the necessities for their kids. I take care of my kid. Well, congratulations. I take care of my kids. You're supposed to be a dumb motherfucker. What <laughs> talking about? The athletes that have a, have a brigade of cameras follow them on their 10-minute stop by a hospital. The Prius and Tesla drivers that poison the water system with all the fertilizer and pesticides they use on their beautiful lawns and landscaping. But there is real royalty out there. But you'd never know who they are. They're the ones who silently volunteer at food pantries, nursing homes, and dog shelters. They're the ones that go alone into the wilderness just to pick up your garbage. Not yours, Ryan. They're the ones who volunteered for the military and ended up dying in a foreign land over a goddamn banker war. Or worse, MIA. M-I-A. They're the ones that said, oh, so long ago, fuck royalty. We're going to do things our way. That's all we've got for you tonight on Cryptique. Do us a favor and click the share button and put us on your favorite social media site. Maybe you can get a sticker that says, I voted for Cryptique. Good evening, Crypt Keepers. Uh, uh.